I'm Becky. And I am Laird. And we're fired. <laughs> for not doing our job. <laughs> not doing the podcast uh, for two weeks. I know. I was, I was thinking that uh, this episode is brought to you by the letter S for slacker. <laughs> <laughs> or the letter L for lazy. <laughs> I don't think anybody could call either one of us lazy. Uh, or, the, or the letter W as in work. Yes. Yes. Work got in the way. As it normally does. Um, but here we are on a Friday afternoon. Wet and cold and yeah. rainy. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm disappointed in that. I, I have uh, tickets to a Tool concert this uh, evening in San Antonio, Texas that uh, I was going to fly to. It doesn't look like I'm flying to it. I would not, actually. So, so my, they are up for sale on Ticketmaster. If you happen to catch this at uh, three o'clock today, you can hop on Ticketmaster and buy my ticket for the uh, Tool Show. Uh, otherwise, uh, I guess we're going to do a podcast instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means you can drink. Yeah, so, it is happy hour. Oh yeah, that is right. I, I, I can be drinking now since I ain't flying. All right, so uh, here we are. Yesterday we were at the uh, ACT meeting, or I, you were there for two days. I was kind of there for a day and a half. Mm. And uh, what did you think about it? It was your first ACT show. No, it was my second. Oh, whatever. Who's counting? <laughs> not me. I'm not counting, I can assure you. Uh, I, I thought it was really good. Um, I think more agents need to be involved mm-hmm. there. Um, you certainly have a good number of vendors who attend and support that uh, organization, as well as carriers. But I think there needs to be more agents and then also some more carriers involved. Yeah. It, 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 I can tell you, as someone who goes to almost and nearly every single one, it's not well attended when it comes to carriers. It's the same people. It's the same vendors. It's the same agencies. It's the same, same, same. And even then, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of the agencies that do show up are – not the movers, shakers, goers, and all of that. Right. They they just tend to say, and so we really need to get people there. And then you know uh, the speakers. What did you think of the speakers? I liked I liked um, Dr. Billy Williams. I thought he was he was pretty great, and he he spoke a lot of truth that I was like, yes, yes, yes. Um, you know the 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 panel you were on about the digital journey, I thought was really good. What? Nothing. I was. I was waiting for you to pipe up about. No, that. no, it, it was an interesting panel, and I, I showed up in normal, in normal layered fashion, in, in normal yes. layered fashion, yes. especially since I was hidden behind the podium for first, first <laughs> ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> I thought it was great when they put it down. I waved to that side of the crowd like <laughs> I was here. Yeah. yeah. Ignore the man behind the camera, the uh, curtain. He's yeah. the great and powerful Oz. Um, but you know, there, and there was there were some things that was. Good to get an update on, like the ID Federation, the single sign-on, where they stand on that, which is not much better than where they've stood before in it, terms of getting carriers to – They did it wrong. Support that. From a tech from a tech nerd standpoint, they did it wrong. Really? Yep. They should have used something like OAuth mm-hmm. um, the same way. Think about it. You know, Now the ID Federation is all based upon – and they, they call it single sign-on, but it's ID Federation. It's because they use domain or Active Directory or LDAP Federation to federate two domains to be able to say, I trust each other. 
Well, you can go talk to our IT guy and say, hey, we just want to want to do this federation with this one company. And he'll come back. Well, that's like a two-week project. And i got to get security involved. And i got to have a VPN. And, a, and uh, i got to do all that. <laughs> He's a vapor. So um, – it's difficult, but you know, doing like an OAuth two implementation. I've talked about this at the Act Council before. I, I think I'm the only one that's like yipping about it. But whenever you do OAuth, it's the same thing that Google uses, Facebook uses, Twitter uses, Microsoft uses, Yahoo uses. Everybody uses OAuth two mm. or some form of OAuth two mixed with SAML, which SAML is starting to be in- integrated into how Active Directory works. If you're on something like Azure Cloud or something, and so they just implemented it wrong. So I'm like watching it. You know, I'm sitting in the back with a bourbon, watching it burn, and kind of saying, "I told you so." Yeah. And I talked to a couple of vendors and I asked why they didn't do it. And they're like, well, first of all, there's a cost involved. You have to pay in. It's a minimal cost um, in that respect. And that, and then I go, but also you have to implement it. Mm, and involved in and they were like, yes, that's the bigger cost involved on that is actually that implementation. Spending resources and, and time on, on that. Correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I was going somewhere with that. I think you had brought up. Oh, uh, I was just talking about it. it was It was <clears throat> nice to get an update on on that. And I think one of the best things about ACT is their work groups, how they break up into you know two different topics, and everyone just sits in a, a around the table and talking about whatever the issue is that they're they're discussing that day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are you facing? What are your challenges? And you know, ACT then takes that. And uses that to build their um, their their studies and stuff around, and and find more information and and put it all out there for agents to use at no cost to them. Yeah, you're dancing. I just I I agree. I like the I like the uh, the work groups. I think that some of them are productive, some of them are not. The unfortunate part is that the end product is not really ever used. Used. Yeah. And, but yeah, and, uh, you know, you have the normal personalities there. I definitely ran into a couple of them. <laughs> there were some, yes, there were some personalities. And, and, and so such a wide range, you get these dry personalities that it's like talking to a, you know, a sheetrock and then you have others that you talk to and you go, how do I follow up from that? <laughs> yeah. So they um, they were going to have whenever we did the walk up where we walked they called our names and went up on stage for our panel they were going to have our uh, walk up music and I was going to have the this show's theme song or the the theme music actually as my walk up just to like you know punctuate the whole thing of like <laughs> hey you should listen to our podcast but they had technical. Oh, that's too bad. I, I wondered what happened because you had told me they were going to do that and then they just played the same song for everybody and I was like, yep. Oh, okay. It wasn't even a good song. It didn't motivate. Right. Didn't motivate me. It, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> didn't motivate me to talk. Um, <laughs> it didn't motivate you to <laughs> not be layered. Yeah, and you know, it's panels are really hard because you know the, there was five people on our panel. That's a lot for panel. It, it was, and the the problem was is that two of the people they just didn't talk much mm. and i kept like I, I kept like holding the mic like over to the guy like grab the mic grab the mic grab them put it on the table and he didn't do it and you know 
it's not that you give me a mic and I'm going to, you know, just hog it. It's, it, it wasn't that it was just, I was trying to, you know, get Get other people engaged in the conversation. And then, so it was, uh, Brady, uh, and, um, uh, Kitty and I were the, yep, 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 yep. That's pretty standard. However, <laughs> I, everybody was, I, I, I heard back some feedback. They were like, you know, for a pot panel about client journey and technology and all that, you went on this different tangent that no one else had. What about like, the service thing? Yeah. The service and then the, the mindset. Oh yeah. That, but I think a lot of people got something out of that because that was mentioned in the next panel too somebody agreeing with you that it, it starts with your mindset damn it i was they actually you re- left <laughs> reference i had to go <laughs> but someone referenced me yeah it's nice i mean not by not by name but it was like yeah like they mentioned in the previous pan- panel it all starts oh, with your mindset that that doofus on the end that was behind <laughs> the thing. that jackass jackass but uh yeah it uh it was good and you know you can never ever beat open bar oh no Thanks, Ron. <laughs> Appreciate it. I, I was, I was. Although I didn't get to really partake because I had to drive home. Yeah, that, that's the other side thing of not having a hotel because it's always held somewhere else. It was in Dallas today, or Fort Worth, so it was a short drive home. But uh, no, um, I, however, it was funny to watch watching the crowd because I try to engage the crowd and I'm always trying to pick people out instead yep. of like engage with them personally, have that personal engagement even though I'm talking to a whole room and uh, they were uh, a lot of crotch watchers <laughs> <laughs> during the panel. <clears throat> yeah. During the panel, excuse me. Um, mm. But it, it, like I contributed it more towards uh, open bar. <laughs> Probably. I was, I mean, there were some people I, I didn't see them the next day. I'm wondering if that open bar kind of caught, got them took, caught. Oh, uh, took them out. <laughs> took yeah. Them out. Um, there was one I know took, took them out. But the, what was interesting was after your panel ended, the room got a lot more empty. Yeah. Actually, our panel was supposed to be earlier and they moved it because they were they're like, hey, we this is a topic we really want to bring up. But there's a lot of people that are leaving to catch flights. And sure enough, while I was waiting for my car to be pulled up, uh, there was like four or five people leaving to go catch flights. Yep. I'm like, I get it. Yep. Yep. So it was it was good. I, I enjoy going to that just to hear – um, from all different perspectives about the industry and technology and and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What do you got? So peeking over my computer. <laughs> we we had referenced this article, you know, maybe two episodes ago. That was like a month and a half ago. <laughs> because we're slackers um so i've been holding on to it because i really we we both saw it and we both had flagged it i think to talk about i don't know if you remember now it's been no, so long i, I don't i've got I've, I've got uh forward memory that's about it <laughs> but this is this is from insurance journal insure tech's poised to challenge traditional home insurers from a jd power report okay right so jd power um did a home insurance study And they basically said traditional home insurers appear to be in need of an image change and that in turn could create a big opportunity for insurtech startups. So they surveyed consumers and about 74% of those surveyed said the industry needs improvement, 13% suggesting radical improvement, um, as well as overall satisfaction with home insurance has declined for the first time in four years. Uh, It's declined how? 
Uh, I don't know that they really say, at least not in this article. And I didn't go dig to try to find the JD actual JD Power report, but um, yeah, it says. Um, Products and coverage, underwriting, and claims are the points in homeowners insurance with the greatest perceived need for improvement. So there you go. Um, which means insure tax are – that's where they are focused, right, in well, those we areas. Should, we should hit each of those uh, uh, you know, areas independently, but uh, – We'll go for it. Well, no, I agree. Products and coverage. I, I, no, I agree with the whole thing. Yeah. Episode over. Okay. Done. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, uh, make sure you you subscribe via your favorite podcast app. Please use the hashtag uh, insurance happy hour. And all right, um, you, you know, back to the story. Really, yep. it, one of the things that I see as the underlying problem is how homeowners insurance is actually paid for a good majority of them. I don't know about you, but is yours included with your mortgage? Yes. Okay. That creates a little bit of differentiation is that it's not something that people feel that they can move quickly from Mm -hmm. like they, you know, you can switch your auto insurance right here and now. But if I was to say, Hey, change your homeowner's insurance, you're like, Wait a minute. How do I do that? You know, call my agent. Well, but but what I'm saying is like, how do you do that? Oh, do I have to contact my mortgage company and all these types of things? They don't know that it's still easy. Yeah. And but that that perceived extra step, it's like insurance with extra steps. (laughs) Um, And uh, what 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 happens is. People feel that they they can't change it. So it feels like this it's this kind of locked in thing. So that's the first thing that really needs to be changed is the the mentality and the mindset and the education of the consumer that, hey, you can move this. You can get a better price. You can work it and it's still included in your homeowner's insurance right. or your, your mortgage payment. So you have that. And then, um, you know, really from a product standpoint, that parlays into it getting into your question mm-hmm. is that – uh, again, it's just first of all, homeowners insurance is overly complicated. I mean, from a standpoint of a technology company that has homeowners property rating in their platform, the amount of endorsements is massive. In fact, we were working on a project of integrating into um, an agency management system, and they only allow twelve endorsements to be passed back to the agency management system. And I'm looking at one carrier has like thirty. So the complicated nature of homeowners is the first thing that has to change. And I assure you, that's what insure techs are looking. Yeah. They're looking, here's your number. They don't ask a ton of questions. That's where a hippo is doing fairly well. I won't say anything about their rates or anything. Uh, I see some fundamental problem. Like I went and put my house property into hippo's site and it came back with my tax value. As my replacement value. Mm. Well, if you can build my house for tax value, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting, you know, a house made of paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a stiff wind is going to blow my house over at that point. <clears throat> it, but, you know, that that's the whole thing that we always talk about, how insurance is not an easy topic. But, you know, so the technology vendors coming over from InsureTechs. They missed that boat because while Hippo is perfectly fine in selling me a policy that is at my replacement cost, my replacement cost being my tax value, in essence, it's 
uh, it's about $140,000 less than my true replacement cost. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a massive miss that I would be on the hook for, or there would be a lot of legal wrangling and all that. Right. And, um, but it's really super easy to buy. I mean, it's just boom, right? Here you go. Done. And, uh, as we're seeing in the commercial realm where there's companies that are now offering, put in the name, put in the address, put in the type of business, click next, spinny, 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 spinny. Here's your price on commercial. We're going to start seeing that more on the homeowners. Yeah. So that's the first thing that, that consumers are overwhelmed with all the massive number of questions that have to be asked, um, for a homeowner's policy. In fact, even when you call an agent, when I called an agent to, you know, test my policy, they, uh, they spent 10 minutes on the phone with me. Now the agents that listen to the show are probably going to go, well, that's us consulting you. Blah, 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 blah. It's providing service. It's providing service. Yeah. But in the end, no, it's not. Because first of all, it's 10 minutes. It's still a mic there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I got that. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Um, is, um, what 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 happens is they're sitting there asking all these questions, and in the back of my mind, I'm going, I'm busy. I'm looking at my calendar, my watch. I'm like, going, man, they're de- when are these questions going to end? Mm. And yes, they're providing me the most absolute best quote, but I understand that modern consumers don't. Right? They don't. They don't get it. So carriers need to create a product because remember agents are just selling carriers products and Mm -hmm. so carriers direct or agents selling carrier products need to simplify their product mix what do you think i agree i mean it's there's a lot there's a lot involved with homeowners insurance um and one of the things that i think a lot of consumers don't understand is just calling your carrier creates a claim right you don't even have to actually formally file the claim just calling them to be like, hey, I have a window leaking. Goes mm-hmm. against your policy. Yep. I we I had to educate somebody on that the other day on Facebook. Someone was like, oh, sh- should I call my insurance company? I said, That's no, why you call no. your agent. <laughs> call your agent. You, you call somebody to assess the damage to give you an estimate on how much it's going to fix, cost to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then if it's more than your deduct- deductible, okay, now call your <laughs> insurance yeah. company. Don't call them first. See, I, I, and that's, I have a fundamental problem with carriers right now. Um, with my house, I have a metal roof on my house. This metal roof is now, it was installed in 88. So that makes it 30 years old. So 31 years old. Yeah. It takes, it's 31 years old, right? It's got a 50 year warranty. It's a class four roof, um, hail resistant roof. Mm -hmm. However, they didn't certify it as class four until the next year. So it doesn't qualify. Same material, same everything. In fact, the fact that it's just the stamp, the date stamp on the back of the shingle, that act, the, the metal panel, is actually what classifies it as class four. And that's it. <clears throat> but it's amazing. I have never had a hail claim. My neighborhood, I've seen multiple ones around the neighborhood get brand new roofs mm. two or three times in that period. Cause I've lived in that house officially for like about 30 years as well. And so during that time, I've seen all these houses around the neighborhood get the, get pummeled and new roofs. And I'm still got the one that looks like a golf ball now, but it doesn't leak. Yeah. And you know, 
I can't get the discount. The you know if there is any ever any damage, it has to be like a bowling ball fell through the the thing and like shattered the underlayment. Otherwise, the cosmetic cha- damage doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I, like a wrecking ball. Yeah. So, <laughs> Miley Cyrus is getting weird. <laughs> getting okay. 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 Thought she was. I thought she was recovering. Now she's. Uh, she's. She's back at in uh, off the wagon. Um, but yeah, it, it's also that homeowners insurance. Yes, we have lots of claims. There might have been a tornado or ten that went through the Dallas Fort Worth area this week. Uh, they just counted ten. They just classified another one. Yeah, just yesterday or today. And, and even an EF three going through technically one of the most expensive neighborhoods in Dallas, mm-hmm. and it really decimated things. Um. So, you know, homeowner's insurance is really super expensive when there's claims and, you know, but they don't make it easy for the consumers that seem to never have a claim. Yeah. Sorry, that, that's leading into service, which I think is the next one. <laughs> well, the next one was underwriting on the list and then claims. Well, we kind of hit underwriting, yeah. all the damn questions. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is that to a point, auto carriers have done a pretty good job. Um, of having quite common questions that are used across the whole thing. A good mm-hmm. example would be education. Mm-hmm. You know, do I understand why education is an underwriting component? No, I do not. I do not. I, I does. I could see where it does, but it still doesn't make sense to me. Like it, it's like credit score. I have great credit, and I drive quickly. I also have. One semester of college and it doesn't change what I do and what I know and all that. It's all correlations. It's not causation. Correct. Big words. I don't, I didn't learn those two words. I don't know the difference between the two. Oh, come on. (laughs) It's a really famous comic. Have you not comic strip? Yes. You know, I know. Okay. God bless. (laughs) Again, we have to work on this, uh, this type of dynamic of you know should cut this part out i won't so people can see the inner dialogue <laughs> we'll see what we talk about yeah but you gotta go you know it's it's a contrarian sometimes I, i'm the contrarian and sometimes it's self-deprecating no you'll never do that or you won't allow me to do it no i'm being contrarian there no <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're making the episode fun, Becky. <laughs> Thanks. All right. All right. So, but, but underwriting. Um, the auto carriers, like I was saying, auto carriers make it easy by sharing questions. Right. And the homeowners, they have endorsements that are wildly different and they don't match and they're not even close. And even when they do match, they have completely different limits and, and, you know, selections. Right. It's just pain in the butt. Yeah. It's all over the place. It is all over the place. And um, in when they released this report, um, they said home insurance seems to be approaching an inflection point as cons- customers expect more value for their premiums. I mean, this is this is not just true about home insurance across the board. Everybody wants more value for what they're paying and have dem- demonstrated they are willing to switch insurance companies for it. Customers more, are more likely to use digital channels, duh, we know this, when interacting with their home insurance companies and are now shopping to find the most convenient experience that meets their expectations, which are often 
set by other companies which they have to do business, Amazon, Netflix, all that. Right. So there's really not, you know, groundbreaking news here other than it's not just auto insurance. Right. This also applies to home. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that, um, you know, com- commercial has all of a sudden injected itself into the conversation. That as well. And people are, are really talking about it. But I hear not much happening as we're talking about here on the property side. Uh, of course, you're hearing renters. You know, renters is a great market, so people get into that. Well, it's an easy one to get started. Correct. Yeah. And But property is the next evolution, and it's very difficult to get going in it. So I, I think that – yeah, I, I think that this article. It's why I like this article. Whenever I saw it, is because now that you remember it. You, you refreshed your memory. <laughs> yeah, or were you just being contrarian? No, no, no. I remember it now. I forgot which one because there was a couple that we passed back and forth saying this would be cool to talk about. Oh yeah, maybe next week's episode. Maybe if there is one. Maybe next week's episode. What? We'll talk about the other one that we sent. Okay. If we can find it. If we can find it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, at the bottom, they they included some uh, InsurTax and and how much money they've raised. You mentioned Hippo. They've raised $209 million since their launch in 2017. The thing that gets me, though, is that, first of all, are they making money yet? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that, Are any of these interests uh, I mean, making money yet? Give me two hundred ninety million dollars. I'm going to make you money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I, I'm just floored, and, and that, that's a problem that we see with traditional carriers, as well as agencies and even vendors in this space. Is that they're always looking for these unicorns, right? And they're they're looking for someone that that will be a breakout hit. And the problem with that is. Um, you know, the, the tried and true, if I wanted to sit there and say, Ooh, you know, let's, let's rename ITC insure tech, Bitcoin AI. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's, let's do this. This is this blockchain. Is, you forgot but, blockchain. Okay. Well, Bitcoin, but blockchain is what I meant. So we'll, we'll, it's called the insure tech blockchain AI automotive statistical analytics company. <laughs> I-T-C-B-C. <laughs> that would be a long one. <clears throat> wouldn't fit on your hat. No, it would not fit on my hat. We would have to <laughs> start on this side and go all the way around. around the People behind me is like, what, what does uh, A stand for? I don't even remember. Which A are you talking about? The one in the middle, the end, or the analytic one? Oh. Um, but... If we were to, you know, rename our company and go out and try to get venture capital money and all that and say, yeah, we're going to do this. They, they look at us and go, well, can we see your balance sheet? Can we see your P&L? Can we see your forecasts? You know, all these types of things. These guys are walking in, you know, with a, with a business plan and, and hopes and dreams and sparkles in their eyes and, you know, riding unicorns, you know. Maybe a proof of concept. Correct. And, and they're getting massive evaluations <clears throat> on the hope. And I really think that that time is coming to an end. Well, this is how business is done now, especially in the technology space, not just insure tech, but technology in uh, general. I know. I, but I think that there might be a change coming. I, I, I hope so, because it, it, it seems like we're creating more problems than we're solving by doing it this way. Well, you, you know, 
I wanted to talk about this. We can probably talk about this next week, but we work. I mean, I have, you know, again, that's another situation where now I'm instead of bourbon, I'm sitting back sipping tequila because he liked to have famous tequila parties, but I'm sipping tequila and watching WeWork burn. Yeah. And that's it for the next episode. Yeah. And so we'll talk about that next week on that. Um, Yeah. But uh, no, can I see the article here? Yeah. Go for it. All right. It's paper. Paper. You killed a tree to do this episode. I, I know. All right. So Hippo 209, Ken Insurance, which is focused on home insurance in catastrophe-prone regions, $47 million. <laughs> It's like, hey, let's go into areas that have, are usually heavily hit and try to make money. <laughs> Most insurance companies are like, good luck there, boss. <laughs> we left that. Yeah. Yeah. Openly. A digital upmarket homeowner's insurance catering to independent agents that is being started by former Liberty Mutual and Goldman Sachs executives has not yet begun selling in a state. I, what are they digital upmarket? Are they saying heavy, like large? I guess. High net worth? I don't know. Okay. I didn't click on that link to read more. Yeah, it's it. like that's the problem with the email or printed out. I wanted to click that link and yeah, it's not Yeah, but even if working. I had my computer here, my internet, when I take it off my donkey station, doesn't work. So. <laughs> Go well, figure. well, maybe maybe we'll have a follow up. No, we won't. I, I won't care next week. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it, like Dallas is not Dallas is is not really tornado prone. Yeah, we're in tornado areas. Yeah, but because of how um, you know storms form and the heat from the city and all that, generally we don't have tornadoes that happen in the city. Not in usually. metropolitan area. Correct. Yeah. But this one decided to form right in the dead center in an area that was unpopulated. Like yeah. it, found, it was over the Trinity River Basin where there's really nothing. It was all that's where it formed. It started there. And then it, it, it marched east into, into higher areas for sure. And so, but no one would have guessed that 10 tornadoes would have broken out and caused billions of dollars of damage. They, they estimated conservatively 2.1. I'm like, it's got to be more than that. Yeah. I mean, we know, you know, um, Scott, our COO, his kids' school had their roof ripped off. Yep. And then, you know, you got like Tyler Seguin. He was selling his house for like $4 million or something. Yeah. Gone. It's like, okay, well, there's $4 million. <laughs> Like we kind of know what the market rate was on that because it's listed on Realtor.com. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was it was pretty crazy. And hope that the uh, agents here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area are, are handling their customers really well. Yeah. With that, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we we crossed over the thirty second mark. Thirty second <laughs> minute, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flushed when you're having fun. Is that what this is? Uh, no. <laughs> this is pure Gee, hell. Thanks. Pure hell on earth. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, it was a good. It was a good article. I I was glad that we. Decided to do that one. Yep. We, um, we decided. <laughs> we decided. We mapped. <laughs> right. Well, um, what do you think, listeners? Are we crazy? Is homeowners good, bad, ugly? What do you think we should do to improve homeowners insurance when it comes to the insurance industry, especially from the angle of the wonderful agencies that decide to listen to this podcast? Um, 
Is just up on Twitter. Yeah. Definitely use the or hashtag. Or LinkedIn. Yeah. Definitely okay. use the hashtag insurance happy hour. You should also add in a hashtag slacker <laughs> so that we uh, – um, you, you, you make the point that we should probably record every single week because I've heard multiple pieces of feedback of you've ruined my week because you're not there or people were expecting to listen to your episode. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. I was really looking forward to it and I was, I had to check the calendar cause I was confused as to why there wasn't an insurance happy hour. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> And yep. I'm trying to like fill the void a little bit where I might share a past episode or something. And yeah. They're like, yeah, I can't like that. I'm, mm. like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it happens. I think it's because we did too good of a job in season two. Yeah. We miss uh, a week in season two. Yeah. Well. We At least were... it's in like season one where we missed like three months. <laughs> well, people didn't have babies in it. And we did miss time in season two. No, we I, th- I thought we did. Mm. So. Uh, yeah. Subscribe also if you have not already in your favorite podcast app. You still going around subscribing people? If I can, yeah. I did. I did it at uh, Happy Hour. Did you? Yeah. Can I see your phone? Oh, podcast. Uh, Apple Podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's been a fun episode. I've uh, I've enjoyed it. Yep. I'm uh, looking forward to next week's. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. one week we've missed three (laughs) we're only into what this is episode five yeah well i almost died in one week one of those weeks (laughs) and we were going to get like three episodes out of that week we would have gotten three and and i'm like yeah we can record but here's a picture of my the temperature and you're like no we're not (laughs) recording at all would, Not unless you can do this from your room and then and we're in completely different areas. Wearing a mask. <laughs> and even then you'll probably be asleep and I'll be carrying the whole episode by myself. So, no. What? That'd be a welcome change. Oh! <laughs> you are a jackass! <laughs> I debated saying that one. Oh my god! <laughs> You're lucky I haven't thrown my pin at you, <laughs> or that I'm not wearing stilettos to throw those at you. We. <laughs> what? Just we. That was fun. We. <laughs>